you know, there's uh, two main tax returns that a business entity tax returns, partnership and corporate. And then you have the corporate or a regular C corporation and S corporation, which is a pass-through entity. You cannot have a partnership with one owner. So your option is to do an S election from your Schedule C to file a separate tax with them. Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to episode 150 of APM Success. Very pleased to be joined today by my friend, the CPA, Evgeny Ivanov, another one of my uh, physician finance perioperative <laughs> tax experts. We talked to Jim Giese last week about considerations for buying into a surgery center or a business partnership. Today, we're going to talk about a, a question that I run into a lot, and Evgeny, I know, has seen this a lot as well, and it is, if I have side income or if I have primary income that is self-employment income, what is the role of either an LLC or a PLLC versus doing an S election and filing as an S corp? So Evgeny is going to help us tackle that today. Evgeny, welcome. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your podcast. And we have an interesting topic today that we have a lot of, we, both of us get questions about it. And it's never a straight answer, A or B. It's more like you have everybody's personal situation, but we do get a lot of questions. Yeah. So we're going to discuss conceptually some of the important things to think about here. Obviously, nothing that follows is or should be construed as tax advice. Always make any important, life-alteringly consequential tax decisions in conjunction with a qualified CPA who knows your circumstances. But Evgeny is uh, is going to help us walk through some of the things to think about. Is this something you've dealt with recently, Evgeny? I don't know how recently, but you know, it's it's it happens on a continuous basis. People will come with self-employment income and will start asking, hey, do I need an S Corp? Do I need an LLC? Or you know, how, how do I keep doing business? And uh, I remember I had a client a few years ago and he he had a Schedule C, and his net income, I would say, well, let's let's put it that way, was less than a hundred hundred thousand. And he comes to me with the question, "Hey, do I need an S corp for my business?" And that's how we started it. So I took his numbers and I uh, on a spreadsheet and I and I calculated, you know, his additional costs, everything else, you know, if it's worth it, if it's not worth it, gave him my recommendation. And he comes back to me and he said, well, I think I want to do an escort because my buddies, that's what he's telling me. Now, I always tell people it's okay to do your own research, question, you know, your CPA, but if already made up your mind that you want to do it, it's your decision. And, <laughs> and just tell me that. Don't, don't just uh, ask me to do all the calculations and then tell me at the end that I did it in vain. So that's, that's the story that... Uh, that I can say, if you made up your mind, just tell your CPA, let's do this. I've decided. And that's it. And so embedded in this question is, at what level of income does it make sense to consider an S election? Because what happens you know, at baseline, if you're a, a busy physician, maybe you're W-2 primarily, you're either employed. Well, yeah, let's just use this example. You're an employed doctor. You're making $400,000 a year. 
your W-2 and running your pay through payroll is going to withhold all appropriate taxes. Now, if this physician starts doing some consulting, some medical legal, some doing other work on the side, that creates self-employment income, 1099 income, or you know other just a, a, what we would call a sole proprietorship, which means you're just out there making money and you're responsible for your own bookkeeping, essentially, but there's no infrastructure around it. There's a, it doesn't always make sense to open an LLC and do an S election on that LLC or PLLC at the beginning because there's costs associated with this LLC. So Evgeny, maybe take the example you just gave about somebody who's making a hundred grand and explain the thought process for assessing the costs associated with doing what he was trying to do. Okay. So when you have some side income and you have a W2, assessing the cost will be different if this was your main income stream. So when you have when you have a W2, as Justin said, most uh, and we, we will ignore income taxes for this purpose because you pay those regardless if you have a Schedule C or a W2. Now most people know that when income taxes are not the only taxes that you pay, you have Social Security and Medicare. Social Security is capped, and it changes each year. It's about one hundred forty-seven thousand of your income, and you don't pay taxes on income above it. So a physician making and uh, and that's the that's the larger of the two taxes, Medicare and Social Security. An employed physician who makes uh, four hundred thousand will not pay Social Security taxes on the on the side income. So you you, you need to show the I usually show the people the calculation all the taxes, and then then you need to put into consideration the cost if you do an S election of tax return preparation. Once you do an S election, you as an owner need to have a reasonable compensation from that S S corporation. So that means you need to run payroll. There's costs associated with payroll. And and only the income that's left after you deduct your payroll will not be subject to these payroll taxes, as we call them, or self-employment taxes. So when you run the numbers, and of course, you're not going to know the exact cost of tax returns or payroll, but you have some estimates. And then you compare the taxes that you pay on 100,000 if you just report it on your Schedule C, chances are it's not going to make sense with 100,000 or at least for sure under 100,000. Now, once you start reaching 150, 200,000, maybe, and you need to look into that at that point, it's probably different in everybody's situation, but there's no one answer. But there's a cost that you need to think of before you just do the S election. Yeah, at a high level, you're adding complexity. If you've got this hundred thousand of side income, you know, Evgeny pointed out on the first hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars of your income. So if you're employed, you make four hundred grand. You make more than the the social security wage base with your employed role. So you're paying as much social security tax as the government requires from you with your employed position. So if this hundred grand is happening on the side, additional self-employment consulting income, you've already fully paid the social security bill. So there's no extra taxes for social security. That's 6.2% that you're going to need to pay there. However, the Medicare piece is where the savings is. Now, again, the embedded question is, is the cost of payroll which you can estimate back of the envelope, call it 500 bucks a year to get like the cheapest reasonable option out there. And then having an extra tax return 
which, you know, for an S corp is two to three grand starting depending on complexity and what all is going on. That's what you can expect for added cost and a little bit of complexity. So again, to the big picture question here is, does it make sense to incur an extra twenty-five dollars to $3,500 of cost in order to give yourself more tax flexibility to potentially save on taxes? Now, Evgeny, can you describe where does the savings come in? Why does somebody, why would somebody potentially want to do this? Where is the benefit? Well, the benefit is uh, the, the first one is if you make a lot of money on the side. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And because the more money you make, the more taxes you'll pay. It gives you the other the other benefit. Is it kind of gives you a separate structure, maybe um, mentally. Hey, I have this separate thing, separate company with separate records. And it's easy, easy to keep track of. I mean, you can do that with a Schedule C, but it, it's 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 not as uh, as easy, especially at the beginning. In your uh, your own company, people will recognize you as the company there, and eventually, it might be easier to attract if you want investors, if you want if you don't want to sell. But uh, usually, people want to do an S election. The main the main thought that comes to mind is tax savings. And so describe the, the two types of income that you can then sort of, there's this, and imagine this slider <laughs> on the one hand is profits distributions. On the other hand is salary and the, the, the owner of the S corp in conjunction with the qualified CPA essentially gets to decide where that slider is, how much salary versus profits. Can you kind of describe that thought process? Yes. So when you have a schedule C it's considered self-employment income and you pay is it you pay social security and medicare taxes and but you don't have any payroll costs or any, anything else with that and when you have an s corporation if you don't pay yourself a salary none of that income is subject to these taxes as we said if you have a w2 on the side you can almost exclude most physicians can exclude the social security piece of it and you start calculating the medicare taxes and now, but you have to decide how much do I need to pay myself as a salary? Now, what the government says, they don't give you a number. It says reasonable compensation, which what it means is how much do I get paid if I go outside on the market and find a job doing the same thing? Now, that said, if you're just starting, you have $100,000 of net income, and you, if you get a job doing the same thing, pays you three hundred thousand. It doesn't make sense for you to give yourself three hundred thousand salary. That means you're creating a two hundred thousand dollar loss, and you will need loans to pay yourself a salary. And so people, CPAs use different techniques to calculate the salary, but you cannot expect what what doesn't make sense is let's say you're a physician, you have a million dollars of net income, pay yourself fifty thousand dollar salary. That will not fly by the IRS. Yeah, it has to be reasonable, but there's no one straight answer about about the reasonable compensation. And so this is where the benefit lies. Any compensation to you in your side business that can be converted from salary. So say you have a $250,000 side business doing consulting for medical, legal, or device companies. If you make a quarter million dollars, if you pay yourself a quarter million of salary, then there's zero benefit from a tax standpoint because you're paying the Medicare taxes 
on that entire 250. But the benefit comes in where you begin to move that slider so that instead of saying a quarter million is salary, maybe 150 is the salary. And then 100,000 is profits distributions, or maybe you know 75 is salary. And then 175 is profits distributions. The profits distributions are then going to be exempt from that social security tax. And so this is, again, where you're working with your CPA to figure out essentially what is the lowest reasonable number (laughs) that could be construed as reasonable compensation for the job that you're doing. And then if you use that number for salary, anything else above and beyond that is going to be exempt from the Medicare tax. Anything you would add, Evgeny? No, you said it uh, nicely there. It is it is a conversation with your CPA to determine the reasonable compensation once you decide to, to, to do the S election. And what an S election is, if some people don't know, it's you're electing to file a separate tax return with the IRS as a separate entity. You know, there's uh, two main tax returns that a business entity tax returns, partnership and corporate. And then you have the corporate or regular C corporation and S corporation, which is a pass-through entity. You cannot have a partnership with one owner. So your option is to do an S election from your Schedule C to file separate tax with them. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So at baseline, if I just go out and I make a hundred thousand dollars without creating any entity, that hundred thousand dollars lands on my Schedule C, which is a couple pages of the tax return where self-employment income, earned income lives. When you do the S election, what you're saying is, I want to divert that income from the Schedule C and I want to create a new tax return. So I now have my personal tax return, the 1040. In addition, I have a second tax return, the 1120. (laughs) And I am, then I have to pay a CPA to do two tax returns and the business tax returns are more complex. And so you're probably going to pay more for the business than the personal. But again, if you're making enough money in the self employment gig, that can be something that's worth considering. Now, something else to uh, also consider is you can start doing your side gig consulting or whatever it is without any legal structure. You just find that somebody offers you a consulting jo- uh, project. You go work with them. They pay you 1099 with your name and social. Now, if you want to make an S election, you will have to form some kind of entity. Because you cannot make an S election where there is no entity, when nothing exists. And that can be anything. You don't need a corporation. Probably the easiest thing to open is an LLC. A lot of states, you can just go on the Secretary of State's website and just create one. And once you have that entity, then you can make the S election. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I often have you know clients saying, should I be doing these side gigs in an LLC? There's no, in most cases, if you're making, you know, less than a hundred grand to just use rules of thumb, and this is not specific advice, but this is a rule of thumb (laughs) to give you some context. If you're making less than six figures, it probably doesn't make sense. Let me say it this way. There's no tax reason to have an LLC. There may be liability protection reasons, depending on what you're doing and the, the exposure from a legal standpoint, but there's no tax benefit to opening an LLC in and of itself. The benefit may come in the flexibility down the line that it could give you to do that S election. That's the the primary benefit that you may. That's correct. Yes. Another, yeah. Another question that I have had at times, you know, you mentioned if we've got the W2 income 
for this doctor, this example that we have, four hundred thousand W two, a hundred thousand dollars of side income, because they're hitting the social security wage base with their W two, that sort of removes the social security piece. Does spousal income impact this at all? If you're, if it's, for example, a dual physician household, and my spouse makes, you know, one hundred and forty-seven, more than one hundred and forty-seven in a W two gig, or maybe they make less than that. Is does the spouse's income impact this at all? Uh, no, spouses pay their own social security. So if you have a four hundred thousand dollars W two and a hundred thousand dollars Schedule C. It's your own social security calculation at a maximum with 147,000 in 2022. And the spouse is separate. Now, I don't know if uh, there's an, sometimes an, a planning option to where if your spouse is making less than 147, you kind of have the ability to go into this consulting together to an extent, maybe to be just in your name. So you can avoid the social security, but that's, you know, tax avoidance. I don't know if you can get in trouble with, you know, hey, the spouse is providing services, but, you know, you're not giving them in pay for that. So that there's more to think about it, but every, everybody pays their own social security. And it doesn't matter if one is maxed out. Even if one of them has enough income for both of them to, ma- to be maxed out, still they, it's separate calculation. So that's a good planning point here, Evgeny, is that uh, this is something that is not uncommon is if you have somebody who's self-employed and a spouse who has their own W-2 thing happening, there can be an opportunity for you know administrative work to be done by the spouse to help maintain books and records, do scheduling, you know something else like that. And that can allow the spouse to then earn some income, which the biggest benefit of that that I'm aware of is then they can contribute to another self-employment retirement plan if they have self-employment income from that entity above and beyond you know whatever their w2 offers them if they have a 403b or a 401k through their primary employer so that's another thing to think about if you're married out there you have some self-employment income is there an opportunity to integrate your spouse or even your kids in some circumstances that gets a little more thorny with well what can my five-year-old actually do to earn money from my business so definitely work with your cpa on that one but you know there is you know one that i've I do see is uh, having your kid be a model on your website, take some pictures of them, and then your kid earns some wages from that. And then you can contribute to a Roth IRA or something to the extent that they get paid for that. So again, just some ideas. In that case, you'll have to probably give them a W-2. Yeah, right. So almost your kids are your employees. And and I've seen it happen, especially with teenagers, like uh, older kids. Evgeny, are there any other questions or angles we should be considering as we're thinking about doing an S election? Let me think about this. I'm sure there is. There's a lot. Sometimes unique questions come up that you need. Do not just make a decision, consult, talk to somebody. Even if it's your buddy, you know, talk to somebody, go look it up. If you don't want to use a CPA or pay for this, hey, say, there's so much information out there, but it's almost like there's too much information. You need to be careful. And a professional advice is always more valid and than anything that's out there. Yeah. You think working with a CPA is expensive. Try making a mistake on your tax return. <laughs> I think everyone listening to this podcast should be working with hired help. Absolutely. That will surprise no one. That's right. And that's why uh, there's so many CPAs out there willing to help. That's why we go through uh, all these uh, trainings and the exam and 
so we can uh, we can put that those three letters behind our names and help help people. Yeah. So for anybody who's thinking, oh man, I haven't done an S corp analysis for my side income. I wish I had somebody out there to help me. Go to apmsuccess.com/slash one fifty. I'll have Evgeny's contact information there. If you have any questions, you can reach out to him and consider uh, having him, uh, you know, help you put a finer point on at what point does it make sense for you to flip over from just doing a, a pass through with your LLC or a sole prop where everything flows through to your Schedule C over to potentially doing a business tax return, running payroll, and having more flexibility in your tax strategy. So Evgeny, thank you very much for joining us today on APM Success. Yeah, thank you for having me and uh, everybody have a great day. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.